0: to find out my skills of knowing WordPress development and the coding and cleaning up malware and that sort of thing, not many people have. I didn't realize that. So I was fortunate. I was able to go from $20 an hour
1: to $75 an hour in less than six months. Julia Taylor has taught over 1,400 women how to create, manage, and customize WordPress sites by learning the art of coding. And most of them had never programmed in their lives. She's the leader of the Geek Pack, an online community where everyone can become a developer. And it's one of the most supportive places for women to handle tech for the first time. Julia herself didn't start out as a programmer, though. In fact, she didn't even realize the power of knowing code until she had no choice but to try.
0: All of a sudden, my professional life, had this great upward trajectory. And then it came to a screeching halt when I couldn't find work that would move with me. And then I was just in whatever 9 to 5 I could find uh, wherever we were.
1: In this episode, I asked Julia about her unbelievable path to entrepreneurship, and perhaps you'll walk away being a little less afraid of the tech in your business. If you ask me, knowing how to code has been like having a superpower in my business. I can get things done faster and get them exactly how I want them, and it's a skill that you never regret having. Stay tuned for that story. Now, we had to cut down the interview for the podcast, but I kept the full interview inside our uncut vault at theglobalphenomenon.com uncut. In the full version, you will hear about Julia's time as a federal employee for the U.S. State Department in places like Armenia and Afghanistan. You won't believe your ears. To watch, go to theglobalphenomenon.com uncut. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while well, regretting signing up for a New Year's Resolution gym membership... I hear you. I've been there. Take a moment to head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Here's my interview with the Geek Pack Leader, Julia Taylor. to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. Hi everybody, today I am speaking with Julia Taylor, WordPress expert and founder of The Geek Pack. Hi Julia, how are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be here. I am so happy to have you here and we're going to dive into your story because you have created an amazing community out there and they all love you so much and I want to show them where you came from. So before we start, can you tell everyone what do you do and who you do it for? Sure. So I'm a web
0: developer by trade. I'm completely self-taught coding, all that kind of stuff. I say fun, not everyone thinks it's fun. <laughs> and I now teach other people, primarily women, how to do the hard things with WordPress. So the things that they're able to charge more for, but that a lot of people are kind of a little bit scared to do. So we've got the community to support them. We've got the skills. We really dive into coding and web development. So that's what I do now.
1: And I love it because as everyone knows or might not know, my beginnings in entrepreneurship were with WordPress and making WordPress sites on the side. And to be fully transparent the way that I know Julia is because I was running my premium program, Be Found, and at the time I was making all of those websites. So I connected with Julia and she connected me with some of her students who made amazing websites for my clients. And it was such a love fest in there. I just wanted to get that out of the way that I have so much gratitude for you and for your community because they really helped us out and my clients were really happy. So it's a really great place to go and find those web resources.
0: Wonderful.
1: And why don't we just get started with your early beginnings, because I really want to understand what made you you. So if you could tell me your story of what it was like growing up being you, where are you from? Okay, so I'm from
0: a very small town in North Georgia. It's called Ellijay, tiny, tiny little town. Grew up there, kind of born and raised in Georgia. That being said, I'm incredibly fortunate. And I think a lot of you know what I've done throughout my life and the confidence that I've had to grow this business really is from my early years. I was homeschooled, my brother and I, I were homeschooled growing up because my mom was a flight attendant for Delta Airlines and she did it for like 35 years. And my dad stayed home, so it was a stay-at-home dad, and my mom was a flight attendant. And They wanted us to be homeschooled so that we could travel anytime they wanted to take us away. So growing up, I'm incredibly fortunate to be able to go all over the world and kind of interact with other people and that sort of thing. So really, really fortunate growing up to be able to have that opportunity to travel. So I think that's really been a big part of kind of who I am now.
1: Can you tell us where you got to travel?
0: Oh gosh. I, yeah. Growing up, we went to the UK a lot. Interestingly, my husband's British, so I have ended up living there for a long time, but we went to the UK a lot. We went to Italy, We went to a lot of places in Europe, France. So that was family trips. And then when I was 14, I look back now and I think to myself, like, I'm so glad my parents did it. But when I was 14, they got me enrolled in a program with the school. So I did start regular school when I was probably about 11 or 12. Very, very shy, incredibly shy. Not very many friends, you know, so it's so kind of tough getting into school. And they signed me up this program that sent me to Russia for three weeks. And I lived with a host family for three weeks, 14, traveled, you know, all over the place, Southern, in the Southern part of Russia, And that was like my first experience of really doing something very independent. There were a couple other people there, but there weren't many. And I was with this family most of the time. And I remember that quite clearly being, you know, it's normal. I'm 14. I'm traveling. I'm, you know, going to Russia all by myself. So that was a a really interesting, I ended up living there for a year after college. So a lot of time in Russia and I used to work for the government. So I done Afghanistan, I've done Africa as well. So very, very fortunate to have been able to travel all over the world and kind of meet other people and just have experiences that not many people have.
1: Where in Russia in particular? St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Yeah, Got it. Such an amazing city.
0: So I got to live there for a year and I lived with two different families. So I used to speak Russian. Now I don't really anymore. And this was back in 05, 06. Yeah, it was amazing. So it was to learn the language. And because it was a government scholarship, there was kind of a commitment to come back and then work off the scholarship by working for the government. So I was hoping that would be my... In and I came back and I got a job with a big consulting company called Booz Allen Hamilton, kind of one of many. And I was doing kind of nonsense stuff. I was living in DC and I'd applied for the intelligence community. And pretty quickly, I got accepted and they, you know, did the whole security checks and and everything. And I started working for the government as an intelligence officer.
1: So, what I'm getting right now is that this whole geek back is just a ruse, this is just a (laughs) front. And Ah, you just totally blew your cover. And ah, that's ah, that's your story. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's great. So, okay, so you've joined the CIA, essentially.
0: No, I didn't join the CIA. I joined another intelligence community department.
1: What can you say about your time there that is not going to land us both in federal prison? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I can talk about it for days.
1: Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It was such a cool job.
0: I got to travel loads. Of course, my job in D.C. was not as exciting as when I was traveling. I had the opportunity to deploy twice. So this was, let's see, I started with them in probably 07. So kind of leading up to the height of Iraq it was still big, but what was happening in Afghanistan was really starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. So I deployed to Afghanistan in 08 and then again in oh, 09 into 2010. So I was on two deployments there. On my first deployment is when I actually met my now husband. We met in Afghanistan and dated as, as best as you can. So he was British military, he's since retired. And we did. Long distance uh, for a long time. And of course, he was in the UK and I was in DC, but we still we were traveling and deploying and everything it was tough. So I ended up after, I guess I was with the government probably about five years. I ended up leaving to move to the UK and ended up getting my master's in London. And then we lived there for a number of years before moving back here to the US.
1: Is that how you left? Like, did you apply for master's programs before you left and get a visa to get your master's program? Was that the... Yeah, that, was, that was the next step
0: yeah
1: what did you get your master's on
0: I got my master's in international political economy from the London School of economics so, so sounds... you're still
1: you're you're still thinking like government you're still thinking yeah. this is my life this is what I do this is what I know so let's just get a master's oh, yeah. On that. yeah I didn't know anything different
0: and I thought oh surely I'll be able to find a job doing that and you know lo and behold what I hadn't really considered is he was still in the service when I moved and when we got married is you move a lot as a military wife and holding down a career that has career progression is really hard when you move every year or two. And that's what we did. So it was all of a sudden my professional life it had this great upward trajectory. And then it came to a screeching halt when I couldn't find work that would move with me. And then I was just in whatever nine to five I could find, uh, wherever we were. Where did you go and what did you do in each place? So I started in a town called Horsham and I was doing my master's and I wasn't working then. And then we were down on the South Coast and I worked at a university. And then there I started in doing something called research ethics. So university students and professors would do research and then I was kind of trying to figure out, like, was it ethical? Like, if they were doing medical stuff or anything. So it was, yeah, not all that interesting at all. <laughs> but It was a job and it kind of got me busy. And then after that, I worked in a, a cybersecurity unit. So, kind of coming back into my kind of security roots, and I didn't know anything about cybersecurity. And it was in that job where I had my first taste of code. Never once had I done it before. Everything, With the government everything with my education was always like writing or analytical or nothing techie and i could check my email and
1: do things like that but Mm. nothing beyond that how did you get coding assignments without having had any background how did that come about like the first time and you're like are you crazy (laughs) like Uh, how how did that start yeah so
0: i was it was like it was yesterday my boss walked in and my back was to him. He walked in, and the the unit, the cybersecurity unit, had a website. And he walks in, and he, for some reason, he looks at me, and he says, "I want our website to be able to do X." He wanted, you know, when you have like a plus and like FAQs, for example, and you click, and there's the drop down, and then you can unclick, and it goes away, the collapsible um, accordion. Yeah, he wanted that feature on the website. And he looked at me, and he said, "I want our website to be able to do this. I want these FAQs." He said, so figure it out. And then he walks out and, you know, I have absolutely no idea. I know what he's referring to, but I don't know how to do it. No experience at all. And I look at my colleague sat on my right and he kind of looks at me and sees me wide eyed and he's like, don't worry, let's Google it and see if we can figure it out. And sure enough, we Googled it. And this snippet of code comes up and I copied it and I pasted it into the back end of the website and I hit save and I updated the web, and it worked. And I was like completely blown away, like this thing. I just Googled this thing and I don't even know what it means. And I put it here and then this change happens on the screen. And I was completely just enamored from then on. And that was probably like two years before I started my business because I was still in this mindset of, you know, real jobs. And I thought to myself, oh, this is the ticket. This is how... I can get a remote job with a company where I'll have career progression, but I can work from anywhere. So I really needed that location independence because of my husband's job. Mm -hmm. So I thought, this is it. I'm going to learn all these skills and then this company will hire me and I can work from anywhere. And, you know, sure enough, I never got hired because they want, you know, an education, a computer science degree. They want 10 years experience, all this stuff. And it was really deflating because I'd worked so hard and learned all this stuff self taught, only to either be rejected or never even replied, responded to when I would apply for stuff. So, really, really kind of tough lesson to learn that I thought that was that. I thought that was the answer. But because never once ever did I ever think I would own my own business doing something that was just not an option that I ever considered.
1: So, at this point, are you already tinkering with WordPress?
0: So in that kind of two years when I was learning and everything, I realized that WordPress is a good thing to know mm-hmm. because so many people use it. But then I also kind of realized that tons of people use it, but they don't know it very well. So yes. I thought the only way I can set myself apart is if I learn it really, really well, like the backend code, PHP, like all the scary stuff that breaks websites, that causes them to go down. I thought that's the only way I can set myself apart from everyone else. So I went down this path of WordPress development because I didn't want to just be you know, one in a million people saying, I can build WordPress websites. I wanted to go deeper and know more so I could do the hard things. Uh, so that's what kind of led me into WordPress.
1: So at which point in these two years you start thinking that this can be a business?
0: So by this point, we'd moved to the U S my husband got assigned a liaison job in North Carolina. So we're in North Carolina and a friend of ours had just retired from the military and he was starting his own business, a drone business. And he knew I was kind of learning this on the side. And he said, will you build me a WordPress website? And I was like, no, I can't do that. He's like, yes, you can, because that's what you are learning to do. Right. was like, yeah, but I'm learning to do it for a business, for a company. He said, well, why can't you do it for me? So I'll pay you and all this. So I was like, okay, I will. And he loved it. And he said, why don't you do this for small businesses? Why do you have to work? And that was when the idea of starting my own business was planted. And then it was still probably about six or nine months after that, that I finally took the plunge. So my journey to just getting started was super long because I didn't know how to find clients. I didn't know I could start an online business. I didn't have a community. Learning to code is hard enough. Doing it on your own is really hard. So my journey is very, very long. And that's what I try to shorten for all my students.
1: Now, I'm going to tell you just that tiny snippet of my story of how I got started with WordPress sites, because I'm sure that you did things a lot better than I did. (laughs) So I'm going to compare notes here. So I have a computer science degree and I wanted to be a developer, but the only job that I got was project management. So I feel like I'm getting derailed from my dream of coding. I wanted to work for a company. I must have applied to like 32 IBM jobs back in 2003, just wanting to be a developer. Nothing. I got one job as a project manager. And Of course, you know, blessing in disguise, right? Everything kind of leads us to where we are now. But it was then years, years and years later, somebody asked me to just make a change to their website. And I said, sure, here you go. And I've been doing HTML since 1997. I mean, like, sure, like super easy for me. And they wanted to pay me. And I'm like, no, no, no." like it was just a favor, right? Like if Julia, I just come to your house and you're like, hey, can I just have like an egg because I'm making a cake, right? Oh, and I'm going to pay you for it. You're going to be like, no, just keep the egg, right? Like I'm not charging money for favors. And that person was extremely ethical. She was running a business. She's like, no, no, no. I'm paying you for your time. So put a number to it. I don't care. I don't care about your mindset problems. (laughs) You're coming up with a number so that I can pay you for what you just did. And I think she gave me like $100. And that was kind of like my first like, people would pay for this, right? And I'm still working full-time. I'm not thinking that I'm making a business. And like you, I had no idea about online business, which is totally ironic because we are making websites, helping people get online, right? And have their online businesses. And I didn't put that together either. I was making websites for years without building an online community, without learning mm-hmm. about really marketing online. Yeah. And I was charging very little. Like at one point, I think I had like seven clients that I was supporting while I was working full time. And that was making me around $800 a month. And to me, that was like, great. I'm like, yeah. that's all I need. And I would have conversations with them. They're like, well, grow it. Like quit your job and do that I'm like I don't want to do this full-time I do like this is not a thing it's just you know a little hobby kind of thing I'd love to know what that story was for your business like what were you charging what was it like to to all of a sudden wake up and say like oh online marketing It's it's something so tell me that story of your business
0: yeah. So it was our friend who was starting his drone business. That was like the first website that I built. And then that was when I kind of thought, oh, maybe I could do this. And I learned more and more about WordPress and I hadn't found an online community. I didn't know how to you know, find clients online. I didn't know any of that. And I can't remember where I found this lead, but it was a lead. And this woman, she ran an agency and she was looking for a WordPress developer. And I remember thinking, oh, this is the ticket. This isn't going to be my first Gig, you know, first kind of contract work. And sure enough, I got it. And I'll never forget when Neil came home and I had champagne ready because, you know, I got it. And I started at $20 an hour. And I probably would have gone for less because it was my first one. And I just didn't know what to charge. And I just wanted it desperately. I wanted that validation that, like, someone would pay me for a skill that I taught myself, you know, from Google and YouTube.
1: I started at $30 an hour. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I mean, I, of course, looking back now, I kind of think, Oh, I should have started a lot more considering what I knew, but yeah, I started there. And fortunately, not long after I started with her, I then found an online community of other kind of online service providers. And I learned about finding clients in Facebook groups and adding value. And of course, Remembering back to my previous career, my social media presence was zero. It had to be for security reasons. So I'm new to social media anyway, on a personal level. And then I kind of figured this out, and it's like, oh, there's this whole world I didn't even know existed from my previous career. So within a very short period of time, I joined this community and I kind of figure out how to do things. And come to find out, my skills of knowing WordPress development and the coding and cleaning up malware and that sort of thing, not many people have. I didn't realize that. And I became sought after and referrals and things very quickly. So I was fortunate. I was able to go from $20 an hour to $75 an hour in less than six months. So my hourly rate, every time I got something new, I would raise my rate, raise my rate, raise my rate. And, you know, went even higher than that, but in a very short period of time. So that's one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about teaching women this hard skill, because not only is your confidence going to go way up, but you can immediately double, triple, quadruple your hourly rate, because that's what you know people are paying for these skills that not many people have. So that's another, you know, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about learning that skill that. Only men can do or whatever nonsense you hear about or see in Hollywood. (laughs) So,
1: which I know, you know, as a developer,
0: and a computer science major, I'm sure you get that.
1: Oh, I was one of five girls in a class of 90 people in like a single classroom. So I always sat in the front. I said, screw all of you. I am here to do this thing. It was actually pretty amazing. It was like, yep, like last woman standing. Um, Mm -hmm. And that gave me actually a lot of confidence. Like you say, just having these technical skills for me, they're like like a secret power. I don't know if you guys, I'm going to say something that is going to sound terrible, but it's just possible to do when you know the tech. You know when you have visited the New York Times website enough. And they put up a sign saying, oh, now you have to pay. You've reached your limit of how many. uh, And they leave the article in the background. It's just like a pop-up kind of thing that you can't get through because there is no way to close it. You just right click inspect and remove the cover. It's like remove it using CSS right there in your browser. You can keep reading the article. And it's like one of those things. I'm like, my husband was looking at a page once and there was a really badly placed image with the navigation buttons on the side and the navigation buttons were covering something that was critical to the image. And he's like, oh, he can't see. And he's trying to resize the page. I'm like, oh, honey, just hold on. Right click, inspect, remove. You're done. Now you can see it. It's a superpower, right? CSS is like my, I adore CSS. So I really admire, and I love the fact that you teach people how to start from scratch. That is one thing that I never did is to learn WordPress from scratch for me i don't care what wordpress theme i use because i just do everything on css you can give me like a blank template and i will just modify everything using css mm-hmm. rather than doing the way that you do it which is the hard way because you have to know a lot more languages than i mm-hmm. do to go from scratch and be able to build from the bottom up mm-hmm. so once i heard from the geek pack students they were telling me that you teach people How to like just start from the bottom and like build a theme? I'm like, whoa, (laughs) right? Like I am a WordPress expert. I can't do that. So you're teaching really, really valuable skills in here. So can you tell me where Geekpack comes in? How you start to teach this? Because you could have just continued on being a well sought after developer. What happened that made you go, maybe I can start teaching this and actually, you know, scale this business?
0: Yeah, sure. So I've started my online business and I'm, you know, I wouldn't even say agency, but I've got a lot of clients and working a lot. And I think I've brought someone on to kind of help with a few things. And I enjoy it. Most of my clients are like some are, you know, pain in the ass, just like, you know, as normal. Mm-hmm. And on the personal side, my husband has retired from the military. And it's this kind of point of, okay, what's next? we always assumed that he would get some you know security job and he was speaking to google and you know there were a lot of kind of silicon valley jobs that he was chatting with that's just what we thought we would do you know he would move to california and you know get the house and the mortgage and everything else and then we kind of thought well actually when are we ever going to have an opportunity to travel when I could work from anywhere? So we made the decision to sell everything. You know, we had two cars, just get rid of everything. And we bought an RV and we traveled the U S for a year and a half. And we lived in an RV.
1: How was that?
0: Yeah, it was amazing. It was a fantastic opportunity. And it was actually there. So my business exploded doing that because we kind of led into the teaching side, but for my husband, he, he, Started his own business as well while we were traveling, so it worked really well for him. He runs motorcycle expeditions, so we've got a fleet of big BMW, kind of big CC, all off road. So think like seven days camping in the back country, all on motorcycles. So he runs those small group kind of expeditions, which he loves. I mean, he absolutely loves his job and the business that he's grown and. So we start traveling and I think, oh, I'll start an Instagram account. And I didn't have one before that and document the traveling. So I start to document and people kind of start saying, well, how are you able to travel full time? Are your parents rich or independently wealthy or, you know, all these assumptions? And it's like, no, 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 hang on. I have this skill that I taught myself from Google and YouTube that I turned into a business and I can now do it from anywhere. And people are like, well, I want to learn how to do that. So I can have the lifestyle as well. So I initially started with a free coding challenge, just basic HTML, CSS, like build a two page website, just with HTML and CSS. And people loved it the very first day. So it's a five day coding challenge. It still exists to this day. And the very first day is inspect tools because it blows people's minds because right. it's so cool. So that was the lead in and I'd never taught anything ever, especially anything techie, But I learned through Google and YouTube, and I learned the hard way because there was no curriculum. I would play around with code, but then it didn't kind of develop into like a tangible product or project or website. So it was just do this and do that. All the free resources, I've done them all. And they're really good, but it didn't kind of connect the dots for me. So, when people loved the coding challenge, they kind of said, What else can you teach us? And they enjoyed my teaching style, super casual. Like, you know, I make mistakes while I'm teaching, and then I show them. So, they kind of see it real time in, in the sense that it's like, you know, no one's perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. Right. So, that was kind of teaching side. But I knew, knew without a shadow of a doubt that if I was ever going to create any sort of, kind of program where I taught coding, a community, had to be a huge, huge part of it. And Geek Pack is actually my husband. I'm rocking my swag. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually my husband that came up with the name because I have a dog and we were kind of joking about how, you know, the pack and a Geek Pack and it all kind of came from there. So the community and now the brand and the business is Geek Pack. So when I was kind of going back to when I was learning, I did it all by myself in a vacuum and I I mean, you know, when you're playing around with CSS or HTML or PHP and something doesn't work, you just want to bang your head against the wall. You want to throw your computer out the window. You get so frustrated. And my journey was so long because I was doing it all by myself. And I joined a couple of the free coding groups on Facebook and people are mean, really, really mean. And if someone would ask a question The answers would be, you call yourself a developer and you don't know the answer to that. Just horrible. Oh yeah, terrible. So I decided that if I was going to do this, the teaching, the skills, that a community would be along with it. And it would be everything that those other communities were not. It would be supportive. It would be encouraging. No question is too silly. No matter what, we troubleshoot with you. We will look at your code. We will celebrate your wins. We will pick you up when you're down. And that is exactly what Geek Pack is now. And I think we're, you know, 1600 plus strong now and growing. So yeah, really the whole Geek Pack mission, our vision, our core values is very much empowering women, giving them that confidence by learning this because it's not just the skill. Right. Learning that skill, your confidence explodes. You feel empowered. You feel like you can do anything. And it all kind of just starts with the single thing of learning to code.
1: I think that's incredible. Before I ask you the next question, I just have to say about just really quickly about inspect tools. When you said that it blows people's minds, sometimes when I'm teaching people about the design basics of a website, I'll pull up somebody that I admire, right? Somebody's website, and I'll just do inspect tools and I'll just change things on their website yeah. and I'll move this here and I'll move this there and I'll change the title and I'll change the picture and I'll be like, okay, you know, like, this is kind of like what we're going for. And, you know, as we're talking, like the person starts to get nervous. They're like, are you going to change their website back? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, I'm, and I'm like, Oh, no, I, just, I haven't actually like done it on their side, but they're like, I can't believe that you just changed their website. I'm like, no, 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 I, I didn't. It's just like, look, refresh, it's back. Right. So That was just super funny when people go and they're like, wow. Can I ask you, so the people who are listening right now, they are online coaches who want to have the kind of success that you did. Could you give them, I want to say like the top three main lessons for you on growing your audience and growing your program?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So leading with value and constantly kind of Everything that I do and everything I've done, I've led with value. A team, building up a team of people around you. Every single person on my team or a team of seven has come from my community. They believe strongly in the Geek Pack mission. They are in it for the long haul. Those two, 100%. And then I would say create a tribe of die-hard fans and they community, that community feel. They're part of a family. They have that tribe swag. All my students get a Geek Pack t-shirt to create this feel because working online can be lonely. You know, you're by yourself most of the time, but knowing that there is a community there to support you, those easily are the three things that have catapulted my
1: success. That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And let me ask you, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have of you as a successful businesswoman?
0: That I have been techie forever. That I went to school and I learned everything the normal way that I've been doing it for a long time and that I can do it because I had all that previous experience, whereas I didn't at all. I learned Google and YouTube and You know, the degrees that I have have nothing to do with what I do now.
1: And if everybody who's listening had to do what you're about to tell them to do, and they have to do it in the next 24 hours, what would that thing be?
0: Do something that makes you uncomfortable, that puts you outside your comfort zone, but that is a step towards the person that you want to be
1: a year from now. Yeah. I love how you put that because it's not just that gets you towards your goal is start embodying the person who you want to be. So there's no way to go wrong. That's exactly who you want to be. You just stepped into it. I love how you said that. Julia, thank you so much for doing this. It's been amazing hearing about your journey. It's crazy story. I've loved every second of this. So where can people go and find you and follow you? Oh gosh, I would say
0: the best place is probably my Instagram and that is Julia the Geek. And that's business, personal, kind of all things going on, travel, everything is there. So yeah, Julia the Geek is the
1: best place to go. Awesome. And that's the link that we're going to put in the show notes. Thank you so much, Julia. You've been a pleasure to talk to.
0: It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey there,
1: Ina here. After this episode, you may be wondering how you can also achieve the kind of success that our guest has experienced in their entire career. So hit follow and subscribe to catch me on Thursday for a brand new lesson on how to grow your coaching business, even if you have a small audience. And if you'd like to hear the full interview with all the details that only the super fans care about, get free access to all of our uncut interviews by going to theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.